0: Several years ago, I during my first assignment as a priest, I was in Littleton, and I jumped on the light rail to go down to Denver. I was wearing my clerics and everything, and so I uh, jumped on the light rail, I was sitting there, and as the car becomes increasingly packed with strangers, you know, finally someone dares to sit next to the priest, and, uh, and this woman, um, she was probably in her late 30s, and uh, you know, we make eye contact, greet each other, say hello. And then all of a sudden she turns to me and says, so what about Lazarus? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sorry? Uh, you know, what about Lazarus? And, and then come to find out after talking with her for a while that sadly she lost her mother the year before. And as she went to the Protestant service, the pastor was preaching on John chapter 11, this gospel about the raising of Lazarus from the dead. And it was a powerful moment to be able to see her grief and how still she hadn't been able to really grieve the loss of her mother. And She wasn't able to really hear probably the message that, that this um, pastor was trying to give is hope in the resurrection. But the only thing that she could hear was, why does God not care? I mean, he, he raised Lazarus from the dead but he won't raise my mother. Powerful moment to be able to see her honesty being able to to talk with her but but to be honest when we look at this gospel does jesus even care at all especially at the way that we, that it begins now, jesus is with his disciples and martha and mary are tending to their brother lazarus who's on his deathbed and they send word to jesus master the one whom you love is ill Now, John is explicit here. He says, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. He loved them. So, so when he heard that he was ill, because he loved them, when he heard that it was ill, he remained for two days in the place where he was. Now, if you love somebody, you're going to make haste to go help them, right? But Jesus camps out for another two days. And then only after, he says to his disciples, okay, now we can go. Let us go to Judea. Now the disciples tried to talk him out of it, saying, what are you talking about? You can't go back there. Remember the last time we were back there, they almost stoned you to death. Why would you dare do that? I mean, don't you remember, besides, like in John chapter 4, don't we remember when you healed the son of the royal official? Yeah, you did that from a distance. I mean, just, just do that, you know? You said, speak the word, and boom, he's going to be fine. So the disciples try to talk him out of this. But then he says, Our friend Lazarus is asleep. I'm going to awaken him. Well, the disciples again try to talk him out Master, if he's asleep, he'll be be saved. Don't worry about him. They still don't get it. Jesus talking about his death so he has to say them clearly Lazarus has died no really he's dead but I'm going to go and awaken him raise him up and he says I'm glad for you that I wasn't there because I know that through this the son of man is going to be glorified and you're going to believe that I truly am the one whom he sent Let us go to him," he says. So Thomas, called Didymus, speaks on the rest of the on behalf of the rest of the disciples. And as good disciples, you know, you want to share in your master's mission, but also in his destiny. And so they say, "Let us go and die with him." And when Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now four days, okay. Popular Jewish belief at the time was, after three days, the soul, or the spirit, uh, uh, departs from the body. So he is dead. He's really dead. He's not like mostly dead, like the princess bride or something. No, he's really dead. This isn't a stunt. So, Jesus is on his way in, but he doesn't actually enter into the village. Martha hears about Jesus coming, finally, finally and comes out to meet Jesus. Now you can imagine this whole time as Martha and Mary were waiting for Jesus. Even to when they're tending to Lazarus on, their, on his deathbed. How they try to give him confidence and courage even because they sent word to Jesus. Jesus has power. He's been able to heal. He's, done, he's healed so many. Of course, he loves us. He's going to come. Do not be afraid. Jesus will come. And then they have to sit there as they tend to him. And then finally watch him take his last breath. Again, Jesus, do you care? So Martha comes and meets Jesus. What's the first thing that she says to him? Lord, if you had just been here, my brother would not have died. Honest about the depth of her grief. But, she says... Even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. This glimpse of faith. Jesus says to her, your brother will rise. And she's like, yes, yes, I know. He will rise on the last day. But Jesus calls for a deeper faith. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Oh, yes, I do. I believe you. That you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who has come into the world. Powerful, this act of faith. But then, so she goes and finds Mary and secretly says, the, uh, Jesus, he, Jesus is here, the teacher is here, and he's calling for you. Now, I think we get a chance to look at Martha and Mary here for a second. You know, we've heard about Martha and Mary and their relationship in Luke chapter 10, but we see, let's juxtapose these for a moment. Luke chapter 10, we see that, that Martha is there busy trying to attend to all the people, being hospitable and generous and trying to take care of everybody's needs. Great. Jesus is teaching and Mary is sitting at his feet. Now Martha comes in and says, Jesus, tell her. I mean, this is crazy. Tell her to come and help me. She's Busy and worried about many things. And Mary has chosen the better part. So Martha is just totally um, thrown under the bus here. But now we get a chance to see that the, the roles are reversed. How Martha comes out and meets Jesus with real audacious faith. But Mary, where is she? She remains at home. Now this is the contemplative. This is the mystical heart's temptation that it, it feels so deeply that they enter into a grief that is so painful that it's hard to even get up and do anything at all. But when she finally hears that Jesus is calling for her, she has the courage to go do this. But then we see, finally, when she gets to Jesus, she throws herself at his feet and weeps, saying, Lord, if you had just been here, my brother would not have died, saying the exact same thing that Martha said. But she leaves out that act of faith. What was happening in the heart of Mary in this moment? Mary, how sad. Your grief is so deep that it's blinded you to hope. Jesus is right there to trust in him. And so at this moment, as Jesus is watching all this happen, his soul becomes deeply troubled and perturbed. Not just at the very fact of death and the wages of sin is death and just this tragedy, this horrible tragedy. What sin leads to destroying his creation that he loves so deeply. Lazarus entering into the tomb. But then also too, to be able to see Mary there who cannot even, um, she's trapped in the prison of her grief. It cannot even make an act of hope in him. And so he asks, where have you laid him? Lord come and see and Jesus wept it's verse in scripture Jesus wept does the Lord Lord care entering deeply into the grief of Mary this tragedy of death the Jews say see how he loved him but he wants to do something more. Some of them said, Could not the one who opened the eyes of the blind man have done something so that this man would not have died? Again, these guys don't have hope yet. It's over. Jesus is too late. Maybe if he would have gotten here sooner, maybe we would have been able to do something. But now what? So Jesus, perturbed again, comes to the tomb, and he says, take away the stone. Take away the stone. Now Martha, who made that act of faith before, now she turns to Jesus and dares to say, Lord, by now there will be a stench. He's been dead for four days. And you can imagine this moment here, Martha being like, Lord, I can't even bear that. If you open up the tomb, just knowing what, would have, what has happened to my brother, I can't handle that. But See how sad this is. The potential of suffering that, at, at, at what? At the cost of what? The possibility that she might get her brother back. Martha, you who made that act of faith just so, so few moments ago, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And what is Jesus doing here? This first reading today from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. The Lord says, O my people, I will open your graves and have you rise from them. The Lord God says this. Now, Jesus there asked to roll away the stone. Open the grave of this man Lazarus. To have him rise. Jesus is the Lord God. What a shock. And he raises his eyes to the Father and he says, Father, I thank you for having hearing me. I know that you always hear me. But I've asked this from you so that these people who are with me might believe that, you, that I really am the one whom you sent. So then he cries out, Lazarus, come out. And he does. Incredible. untie him and let him go bound in these burial bands does Jesus care him who or he who camps out another couple days doesn't even show up on the scene until way past Lazarus is dead to trust him that he knows what he's doing does he care? Yes, he's willing to go into harm's way. Trying, the disciples trying to say, don't go to Judea. But he's willing to go into harm's way for the sake of meeting Martha and Mary in their suffering and raising Lazarus from the dead. Facing death. He's willing to go there even at the cost of what might happen to him. And in fact, this is the last miracle that leads to the sealing of the deal of the Pharisees destroying him. This is precisely what leads to his death. And they want to kill Lazarus to cover up the evidence. That people are starting to believe in him. Does Jesus care? Jesus meeting Martha and Mary in their grief and he weeps with them. Does Jesus care? Does God care? But he allows this suffering to bear the fruit of something new in their hearts. Léon Bois, a French author, he talks about this mysterious work. That there are places of the heart and each person, that do not yet exist. But when suffering enters into those places, they then begin to exist. This is a crazy paradox, but this is the mystery of the cross where we're all headed next week. Maybe this can be the question that we have echoing in our hearts. Lord, do you care? And let him answer as we meditate on this question for the rest of Lent. Lord, do you care? And see what he does. He dares to go into the grave himself so that we might know that we're not alone so that we might not be afraid of death and we might not grieve like the pagans who have no hope. Yes, we can grieve in the sorrow of those whom we love, who we commend to the Lord. But we do so with great hope. But then finally, when we make acts of intercession and prayer, we might pray like Jesus does. Father, I thank you for hearing me. I know that you always hear me. That God does not let any petition, any intercession go unheard. That cries, those cries from the depths of the heart. And When we pray, we pray like Martha and Mary with great trust and confidence. Not telling Jesus what to do, but simply saying, Master, the one whom you love is ill. Jesus, I trust you enough to give you the freedom to deal with this petition as you see fit. Today, as we approach this altar, let us make acts of faith and hope in the power of God's resurrection of Jesus, raising Lazarus from the dead, but above all, that we might have a share in his passion so we might know the glory of his resurrection.